It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. Here we go. Yeah, we're live in downtown Las Vegas. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. Typically... It's Wednesdays with Vito Sun. Today we'll call it Friday with Sal Palantonio uh, as he joins the program for two full segments. We love talking to you, Sal Pal. How you been? I am doing good. I'm doing great. It's been a while. Let's go. Yep. It's the divisional round of the playoffs. This is my favorite weekend of the year because this is the weekend where you find out who's going to the championship games. And uh, the games are super competitive and Super close. I know the point spreads are big, but I think these games will all be very, very competitive. Very good. We'll get to those coming up in a second. Uh, but you were really hot and bothered the last time we talked to you about the Eagles, and you basically said they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs and win a game. Like, seriously? You can't trust Philadelphia against anyone right now in the NFC, and they were blown out. They were embarrassed. Some people have said that they quit in that game against Tampa Bay. Uh, your reaction to what you watched in that game on Monday night, and where would you put it with Sirianni on the hot seat? Well, I think uh, what's going to happen today is Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, is going to meet with Nick Sirianni at the Novacare Complex, and they're going to have a come-to-Jesus moment. There's no question about it, because uh, Jeffrey Lurie's organization was embarrassed for not just one game in Tampa, but really for seven, eight weeks. A slide started happening, and they couldn't get out of the way of the avalanche. And Nick Sirianni had no answers and admitted as much. So when your when your coach goes up on a national on a podium on a national audience and says, "I couldn't stop the slide. We were in a rut. We couldn't figure out what to do." Uh, I don't think you want to go in to the office with your boss and say the same thing. You better have a plan to get out of this. If you don't, uh, you know, he could be really on the hot seat right now. I would say guys, 70, 30, he comes back, but with changes in the coaching staff. Okay. This is, it's a tough call too, because it's, 
The players say it didn't happen, but did he lose the locker room? And if he lost the locker room, then I, maybe Lori's hands are tied uh, and, and add in the fact that how much they miss Steichen and Gannon. Yeah. So there's definitely, there was definitely a lot of talk in the locker room about what, hey, what are the coaching, what is the coaching staff doing? What kind of plan do we have here? Heard a lot of grumbling, some of it on the record. Uh, and it was clear in their play that they didn't mm-hmm. have a good plan, both offensively and defensively. Yes. They definitely miss Shane Steichen offensively. There's no question about that. And, and when you look at it, listen, we're, we're talking about a very, very, very successful organization that makes a lot of money. They're one of the top five NFL franchises in terms of revenue and in terms of value. <clears throat> And you have a quarter of a billion dollars invested in a quarterback. You made that decision. You better figure out, guys, just what you're doing with that quarterback. What is the plan? Who is the new offensive coordinator? And I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts needs to go in there and and get appro- and give his stamp of approval to whoever the offensive coordinator is. But these days in the NFL – you have to have a good coach quarterback relationship with a young quarterback. Look what's going on in Houston. Look what's happening in Baltimore. Look at Bob Kraft's move in New England with the Patriots. He brings in Gerard Mayo, and Mayo says, We got to open things up. We got to break down the silos. Those are really code words for saying we need to be open with our players, get feedback and understand what they want going forward as much as what we want. Mm -hmm. You can't just impose things on young players. With players coming out of college now, guys, they feel like they have a sense of ownership. Why? Because they're getting money. They're getting NIL money in college. So when they come to the pros now, they feel like, hey, I've already been paid a little bit of money, in some cases a lot of money. I've been given ownership of my life. I want to be consulted. I want to have input. Good good recall, too. Great answer about what happened uh, before the game in that article that came down on ESPN.com about the issues in Philadelphia as well. Belichick to Atlanta, 80-20 or higher? Looks 80-20, right? Because he, st- he definitely wants to coach, and he's running out of options. Now, I think there's, there are certain places that he could still go and Philadelphia might be one of them. I'm not throwing it out there as a possibility yet, but you know, here's the thing. I know Belichick. He wants to break Don Shula's record for the all-time winning NFL head coach. He wants to break the record quickly. He's not a young man. He wants to do it in a dignified way. I thought Jerry Jones would give him a shot. Yeah. I was shocked that they brought Mike McCarthy back. Uh, on a lame duck status in his fifth year. Going back to Sirianni, there's an important dynamic here. Sirianni is in the fourth year of a five-year deal. So if you bring Sirianni back and you say to him and Howie Roseman, bring me some coordinators who are going to fix Jalen, fix the defense, those coordinators are going to want guarantees that Sirianni is going to be around for a couple of years. Mm. They don't want to be... You know, if they have yeah. options, they're they're gonna they're gonna look at other places. So if I'm Sirianni, if I go into the meeting, and this is bold, but I would do this, 
I would say to Jeffrey Lurie, all right, you want me to come back? You trust me to fix this? You want me to bring in new offensive and defensive coordinators? Give me a two-year extension. Give me the moral authority to lead in the locker room so we can stop this grumbling. Yep, all very good. Follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Sal Palantonio, our guest. Where does Mike Vrabel end up? And what about Jim Harbaugh? I don't know where Mike Vrabel's going to end up, but somebody better hire Mike Vrabel because he's another one of these young head coaches that really does a great job of reaching players and communicating. Former players, especially on a defensive side, you see with D'Amico Ryan, see with Gerard Mayer, see with Antonio Pierce, see with Mike Vrabel. These guys speak the truth to these players. They played in the game at the highest possible level, won Super Bowls. So these these fellas, these coaches know how to communicate to young NFL players. Vrabel needs to get a job somewhere. Antonio Pierce, that where you are, mm-hmm. they need to hire him now. Don't wait around. You know, he's going to grow a little bit into the job. Mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce is a smart man. I've been around him a lot. He is a good communicator, very clear, very concise, understands the game. I mean, is he a, a Kyle Shanahan X's and O's guy on offense? No, he's not. That's not who he is. But is he a great leader? He absolutely is. Look at what's going on with Dan Campbell, another guy who is a gr- former NFL player who knows how to communicate with his players, and he's got this Detroit Lions team playing above its skis. So, I mean, the the trend is out there, gentlemen, to go out and get these great leaders and communicators who want at the highest level in the NFL game and put them in head coaching jobs. So Vrabel needs to get a job. Harbaugh, I think if the Chargers don't hire him, they're out of their minds. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, will he take it though? I mean, are they going to? Is it going to be Michigan or the Chargers? What is eighty-five fifteen? You know, I think it's a. I think it's like ninety ten. All right, okay. I would say he's going to the. I would say he's got to go to the NFL. I agree with you. Okay, now how about this? I know there's. It's a tough way to do this with the schedule, but there's got to be a better way with the process. How concerned would you be if you're a uh, with the Detroit organization? that Ben Johnson has four interviews in the next two days and Eric Glenn, Aaron Glenn has two interviews? I would be concerned. I would definitely be concerned. I want to know how long away he's going to be from the organization, how much preparation he's put into it for sure. I mean, and, you know, these, these guys, listen, you're, in, you're in, on a historic run in Detroit. Don't blow it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, don't blow it. Of all organizations, again, yes. to be going through this. Okay, and, so and then... The way, and over, and let, me, let me finish. And oh, by the way, if Detroit goes on to the Super Bowl, the price goes up for Aaron Glenn. So he's got to be pretty... You know, that's another guy, and I know sure. Aaron Glenn very well. I know him very well. Uh, we used to play basketball together at Cortland State uh, in a media coaches game. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, really, I really respect Aaron Glenn. Great okay. coach, another great, another great communicator. So they go to the Super Bowl. Hey, put another zero. Put a, put a little more That's money right, on the man. pile. All right, Sal. About ninety seconds in this segment. Then sticking with this game, the Lions. It did touch seven last night here at Circa, where we broadcast from. Came back to six and a half. In your opinion, is that still too high of a number? I think it is too high of a number. Uh, you know, I was in Todd Bowles' office 
I went to visit it with him after he beat the Eagles on Monday night. I've known him forever. He went to Temple. I followed his career very closely, so I've known him for a long time. So I went into his office, knocked on the door, gave him three knocks, came in. <laughs> came in. He's sitting, he's, sitting, he's sitting there just with a big smile on his face. And here's what I said to him. I said, you're not done blitzing, are you? He goes, nope. Yeah, why would he be? They're, they're going to they're gonna come after Jared Goff in that football game. They're going to try to disrupt, take the football away from the Lions. I think the number's too high. I do. Baker Mayfield is playing at a very high level right now, very confident. Um, and, you know, when you look at 45 and 31 on that defense and the way they come through the A-gaps, that's a handful for that Detroit Lions team. So, yeah. listen, I'm not saying the Bucks are going to win, but they're going to be in that game. Yep. Don't disagree. What okay. a life. He knows bowls. He's Everybody playing basketball. With, he's walking a dog with Flacco. He, he, I mean, know, he knows the code. You knock three times and that's it. You're going to get an answer. Uh, we'll continue here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Sal Pal Antonio, the great Sal Pal uh, from ESPN with us. We'll get his thoughts on the other three games. As he called it, it's his favorite weekend of the year. I don't disagree with that either. Four games, massive uh, contests, obviously, with everything on the line. More with Sal Pal coming up next here on Visa. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page. I'm on Tampa Bay. I'm with Uncle Sal on that one. More VSIN Pro picks. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. 
promo code FTM. FTM and follow the money. It'll give you 10% off the annual subscription. Go get it now. So Sal is calling us from NFL Films. They do an incredible job. I think I saw this on your Instagram. You guys are up for like, what, seven awards this year? Congratulations. Well-deserved. Yeah, they do a magnificent job here at NFL Films, started by Ed Sable, and then his son Steve Sable took over as the artistic visionary for this place. Uh, if you ever get a chance to come to New Jersey, if you're on your way to AC or something, stop in, and I will take you on a tour of NFL Films. It is Hollywood East. It is a citadel of professional football. There's mm. artwork and trophies everywhere. It is... Uh, in my opinion, one of the best play- creative places to work in the whole country. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a fact that magnificent place. May not have been whatever it was. I saw it was like highest streaming shows or whatever NFL films were involved in it on certain different platforms that carry uh, sports related content. Um, so you're going to be covering the Ravens game tomorrow in Baltimore against the Texans. This uh, number is now nine and a half and 43 and a half here. No Marlon Humphrey in this game. How big is that in your opinion for the Ravens? I think it is pretty big. You know, the one thing when you look at C.J. Stroud, and remember this about C.J. Stroud, 23 touchdown passes, only five interceptions, that TD interception ratio, number one in the NFL, and he's a rookie. So he gets rid of the ball quickly, on time and accurate. He led the NFL in 20-yard or more completions as a rookie. He hasn't thrown an interception or fumbled the football since week 12. The only quarterback in the league without a turnover since week 12 as a rookie. So CJ Stroud, say it loud, say it proud. The dude is for real. Totally. We're doing a big segment on the NFL matchup show, which airs Saturday morning ESPN two. Thank you for the plug. It's 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 a great piece by Greg Cosell, my colleague, who's the quarterback guru and the founding father here at NFL Films at the show. He does a great job of showing the the, the subtle play action of C.J. Stroud that allows him to make those completions downfield. He sucks in the safeties at the line of scrimmage with the play action and hits the ball deep, and it's something that the Ravens have been susceptible to because of Kyle Hamilton nosing around the line of scrimmage. You can hit a big play against the Ravens. I think the number's too high. I think the number's definitely too high. Now, it's going to be windy, Mm -hmm. heavy wind, major wind on Saturday. The snow's supposed to blow out of there. So, But both of these guys, Lamar Jackson and C.J. Stroud, have strong arms, but I think... Both of these teams will attempt to run the football in this game. So I do like the over-under number. Okay. How about the late game? Can Love do it again? This is ridiculous. A 21-to-1 touchdown INT ratio uh, going back. And what he did against Dallas, now you got the big boys off the bye. Uh, also 9.5. What do you think of the Niners at home? Yeah, I think the Niners are boat racing. I really Whoa. do. I don't think that. I do, yeah. I, I think the Niners' offense is too good for that uh, Green Bay defense. Listen, uh, the, here's the bottom line. I'm going to give you an analysis of this game in, in very few words. The Cowboys were not ready for the Packers. The Niners will be ready. Yep. yep. Sounds good to I me. I agree with that. Yep. The um, 
the Packers, think about this for a second. On defense, they faced a bottom 10 schedule of offenses throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. number one in the entire league? San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, they should be able to do whatever they want on offense. I think they should be able to do pretty much whatever they want. And, and you know, the big thing is, you look at the Cowboys. They scored a lot of points at home. But <clears throat> Tony Pollard is not Christian McCaffrey. He's just not. Yep. And the way that they, the, you know, that outside zone stretch run game that Kyle Shanahan perfected from his father, Mike, is going to give the Packers fits. Uh, McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are going to be too much for the Packers defense, I think. How about the late game? And, and again, we have snow. This is a billion-dollar operation. I can't believe we can't hire professional snow removal people. We got to go after the regular regular Joe and ask him, can you shovel for $20 an hour? I mean, it's a fiasco in Buffalo, but what do you think? There are, there are some threes out there. If the, they've, they've been waiting for this. The last five meetings have been at Kansas City. Now they get them at home. What do you think of the Bills? Yeah, I think the weather is obviously a great equalizer here. And <clears throat> here's the thing about, and I, co- I have covered every single one of the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes matchups all in Kansas city in the playoffs. So let me tell you something. What happens is that Josh Allen decides late in the game that he's going to just take things over. And if he does that and doesn't turn the football over, I think he's playing better than Patrick Mahomes is right now. But if he turns the football over, then, you know, all bets are off. All bets are off. Kansas City's playing better. Steve Spagnolo is doing a really good job with his zone blitzes. And I just wonder about whether or not the Buffalo Bills offensive line can handle that pass rush all game long of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I think this will be a close game. The weather will be a great equalizer. The quarterback who turns mm-hmm. the ball over, remember, Look at look at the Kansas City numbers. How much they've turned the football over. Right. Look at ball, B- Buffalo's numbers. How much they've turned the football over. Both these teams will turn the ball over. The question is who protects it better. I'd also say, Sal, that today's injury report on both sides of the ball for the Bills is enormous. With all those guys that got banged up against the Steelers, and if those guys are going to miss practice again today, and uh, questionable suddenly turns into doubtful, that's going to be huge in this game. Yeah, I do believe that. That's correct. You know, when you play the Steelers, it's not a car wreck. It's a truck wreck. It's, yep. it's yeah. amazing yeah. how physical that Steelers yep. team is. And they, they leave a lot of bodies in their, in their wake. So I, I agree with you. That's a very good point. That's why I think this game will be close. I think the weather will be a great equalizer. I think the number one thing to watch is who's turning the football over the quarterback position. You know, when you get to the divisional round, the reason why I think – the divisional round is the best is because you have these highly competitive games with quarter, all these young quarterbacks. Look at these young quarterbacks and how great that they are playing. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same when you get to the elite eight in the NCAA tournament. I always key on who's handling the foot the basketball, who is the point guard. And I look at the turnovers of the point guard. If the point guard handles the ball, well, he doesn't have to shoot it. But he can't turn the ball over. Same thing at the quarterback. Look at the turnovers for the quarterbacks, and that's going to be the key to who wins the football game at this level of the playoffs. Great spot as always today. When you're out here in a few weeks, and we're going to break bread Super Bowl week, and uh, you're breaking down the two teams involved playing at Allegiant Stadium for the big game, 
which two teams are we going to be talking about? Let's do that next week. Okay, we'll do that next week. No problem. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's fair. Uh, and just to get this, this is um, no, that's a professional television tease, brother. Ah, uh, yeah, that yeah, was. yeah. That's and we'll have we'll be down to four teams then, so it'll be easier at that point. Just to clean it up. Um, and we talked about you being at NFL Films. Yeah, they had NFL Films involved in seven different projects that reached number one on different platforms in 2023 in terms of streaming. ESPN Plus, Netflix, Max, Roku, and Prime Video. That tells you how strong the, the content is at NFL Films sales. So we thank you for taking some time out of your week and today specifically working on NFL Films and uh, coming on the show today. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you guys. You're terrific. I love your questions. I love your energy. I love being on the show. Thank you. Yep. Be good. Enjoy you, the game sir. tomorrow, and we'll see you out here in a couple of weeks. Um, there you go. Sal Palantonio. Friday is now all of a sudden with uh, Vito's son. What a life. I played basketball with Aaron Glenn. I know. <laughs> they know, are. Three knocks with bulls. Walking the dog with Flacco. Lives in my neighborhood. I know. I know. Off the couch. Love the stories. Well, some of those matchup shows, uh, when you get... When you get Sal Pal in there with Greg Cosell, Greg Cosell is phenomenal. Has been for as long as I can remember. Breaking down games, looking at quarterbacks, the play overall. Uh, tremendous stuff out of there. So, I know, man, he thinks uh, too many points in the Buccaneers game. Put, put the games to the side for two seconds. Yeah. You're Jeffrey Lurie. What do you do today? Belichick's out there. You don't think Belichick would want the Eagles job? How much he wants the record? Probably get it in a couple years there, yeah. as opposed to going somewhere else. He just went to the. It just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, that that's you know what happened last time we were in this situation. Peterson came in. He didn't like his game plan and what he was going to do with the coordinators, and he, out he went. Could it happen to uh, Sirianni today? Yeah. Do we know if Sirianni's a good coach? Like like Sal Pal said, no. it's an incredible organization. They have now. Like, think about the team that they put together over the last couple of years and compared to the team they had that won the Super Bowl. A lot of different personnel. Um, and they were able to make, you know, runs like that. They won it once, been there twice. That's not easy to do when you look across the league. Up next, yep. uh, we'll touch on how teams have done in same-season rematches. A heavy favorite is 5-20 and 20 ATS in their last 25. We love Omaha Steaks. You'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You'll love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, go to omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN. You get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN. What an offer. All right, looking at uh, some same-season rematch, and these numbers are all up at vcin.com. When you click on NFL and go down to the uh, analytical report for the week, Steve Mackinnon has great numbers there. Best NFL rematch teams going back. The Detroit Lions are 13-3 ATS, last 16 in-season rematches. So that speaks to a pretty good job done here, and recently this is going to be Dan Campbell and company. Good job by the coaching staff, right? Um did not happen the second time they played Green Bay this year, but when they play teams yeah. specifically in their in their division, going back now thirteen and three ATS, where they've been able to either adjust, um, find stuff on film, get better, make you know tweaks, and that's a really strong run. Buffalo, sixteen and four straight up, twelve and eight ATS, last twenty home rematches, scoring thirty points per game. 
course, they play the Chiefs earlier this year. And here is uh, your worst trend for teams in season rematches. Baltimore, 5-20 and 20 ATS, their last 25 rematch games at home. So, took on the Texans in week one. Got there, 25-9. to nine. A lot of people had Baltimore and Survivor that week to get things rolling. And now here we are, you know, mm-hmm. four months later, and they're in a similar spot against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. So you, you, you think the, you agree with Sal that San Francisco will do whatever they want on offense? Well, I mean, I thought that with Dallas as well. But to his point. This is also Shanahan versus McCarthy. And, they're not going to be. And yeah. also to tie in what Michael Lombardi said this week when he wrote his column. Mm-hmm. Some teams take a peek at the point spread. I would say probably all of them do. But he said it appeared as if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys looked at the point spread, knew that they were, you know, a touchdown favorite, thought they could maybe take, because they did not look like they were prepared for that game at all. Kyle Shanahan said in his press conference on Monday, he was, started, he was preparing for the Packers in the second quarter. That's right. So they're yep. not, they, they don't care. They could be 35-point favorites, and Shanahan doesn't care about that. Yep. Number one in offense, number one passing offense. Running plays of 10-plus yards, 74. Green Bay, 29th in rushing yards against after first contact, 23rd in yards allowed per rush. Oh, well, oh that's why McCaffrey's plus 150. He'd have the most rushing yards this weekend. I'll give you a, a, one of the biggest injuries to watch today on the report. What's going to happen with Jair Alexander? Questionable but hopeful, they said. He's listed as questionable. The coaching staff is saying we're hopeful. So, I mean... They're going to say that about every player for the most part. Yeah. Now, does love keep this going? You're going to need a luck factor. You're going to need turnovers. A lot's going to have to go your way. And can love keep this up again? Number two in the league in QBR since week 10. And again, the insane 21 to 1 touchdown INT ratio. I, you're going against a completely different defense, though, too. And also coaching staff. All this talk about McCarthy. And I mean, Dan, what was Dan Quinn doing? That was embarrassing. What they did. Yeah. Probably cost himself a job, yeah. how bad they were. And you said this earlier in the show. What What is it overall in the playoffs when a team wins in the wild card round as a dog of at least six points to come back and be in that same position, like to repeat and win again? It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Only three. It's only happened three times going back. The, the 2008 Giants had two of the wins. Yeah, it's they, hard to do. It's a disaster. It's a disaster going back since 2011. If you win as a wild-card dog, and then you're a dog in the division round, 2-17 and 17 straight up since 2011. Yeah. That was, you know, and the first thing you mentioned, though, but that was, you know, if you're back-to-back, six-point dog or higher. Any concerns about how long of a layoff we're talking about here with San Francisco? No. None? Not with that coaching staff and that talent. Do you have any concerns at all with the 49ers? Would it be Brock Purdy? Moody. Okay. That's totally fair. But you can come back and throw Carlson at me, too. Well, if it, if it turns into a kicking contest, I'm going to yeah. turn the game off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, but that's you can still have a high-scoring game, and, and it comes down to that, too. Um, Green Bay, atrocious special teams. 31st 31st. In the league. Yep. Awful with punts. Houston, very good. You know, the, you know, Baltimore, very good. Uh, you got to trust both kickers in that game. But that's... I just, I just think Shanahan's so good, and he's he doesn't lose at home. They don't lose home games to NFC teams. Not only does Shanahan get it done at home in the playoffs, he covers too, 4-0 straight up in ATS. Yeah. But again, as I said at the top of the show, it's right there on a silver platter for him. 
Look who they have to beat to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. You're laying nine and a half. You might be a two-touchdown favorite next week. Worst case, you're seven and a half against Detroit. You know, I'm, you're going to do whatever you want against that Detroit defense. The so if the Buccaneers beat the Lions, like they're a six and a half point dog, crazier things have happened. They could they could win that game on Sunday. If that happens, are we not talking about as of right now this minute the, the 49ers are a total gift at minus two dollars to win the NFC because they are huge favorites here against Green Bay. They get by them. Again, odds makers you talked to made San Francisco 13 and a half against Tampa Bay. I think it's lower than that, though, if you shop around. I believe Circa's high on them and been high on them okay. because of liability as well. And also, they, I respect their opinion, but they also put some uh, opinion into it as well with the guys who make the numbers here. And they've had that Baltimore-San Francisco prop up against the field for a long time. But they're also there's liability on the Ravens. We all love Shanahan, right? Great oh, coach. Yeah, he's absolutely elite. But what if they fall behind? I can't believe these numbers on Shanahan when, when they're behind. When they're down eight plus points in the fourth quarter, he's 0 39. He's 1 33 straight up, down 10 plus in the second half. Yeah. Well, I will say, what? why can't they come back? Well, who's great when you're down by eight plus points in the fourth quarter? Mahomes. He uh, wins but, games, but. but get, like, is there a long list of players and 39? Coaches? One and thirty-three. No, no. I'm just saying it's very difficult to win games when you're down by eight plus points in the fourth right. quarter. Two and thirty-seven ATS down three plus points entering the fourth quarter. Okay, now that one's more, way more alarming four to and, me. Four and thirty-five straight up. You're down three, four, with all that talent. And we have to say, like this quarterback is the guy who has played the best since he's been there. Uh, he took him to a whole new level level that Jimmy Garoppolo could not get them to, right? They thought Trey Lance was going to be the guy. Never turned out. So they, I mean, it was, I'm not going to call it luck, but to get this guy overall with Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant and to make make it work like they have, great job by the organization. That's food for thought in play. That's food for thought if they're down at halftime or late in the third quarter. So I also, think, I think what the, if Green Bay goes down the field again and scores to start? That's why the opening drive to me is... The, I'm with you. It's so big on Saturday night because the thought is the here again... First, yeah. Right, that if Shanahan wins the coin toss, they're going to defer, and we we now have this recent trend of the Packers changing, well, actually embracing, you know, getting the ball if they win the the coin toss, and they have been excellent at scoring nine straight games again where they've scored the first touchdown. That first drive could set the tone for the entire game, and what happens if it's three and out? Niners get the ball back at their own forty-two yard line. Oh, not looking good for Green Bay. But if they go down seven plays, five and a half minutes, score a touchdown, okay, now we have a game potentially. They've owned them too. You know, good San Francisco has owned Green Bay in the playoffs. And they've done a great job shutting down Rodgers in those games. So now it's it's on love to get it done as well. How I, about and if Kansas City wins Sunday, that is six straight trips to the AFC title game. New England has the record, eight. So you want you blood in there, you want to see Buffalo? I think we all, most people want to see Buffalo get it done. But here's another tip of the cap to this organization and Andy Reid. Now Mahomes finally playing a road playoff game. Which, but this is, I keep talking about Lamar and Purdy. But if we come in Monday and they lose and Allen throws three picks, it's like, oh my God, it's never going to happen for this guy. Which team in that game on Sunday, in your opinion, has the best chance to go to Baltimore and win and go to the Super Bowl? Mahomes and Andy Reid, based on their pedigree, or current, it's 
Well, it's what's Form the health? Buffalo. Well, what's the health of Buffalo? Assuming they get Everyone? some of those guys back for the buff, for the Baltimore game. Buffalo. I would agree. Yep. You caught Miami at the right time. All the injuries. Yeah. Now, the yep. defense is sensational. You're giving up 17 points per game. Oh, they've been awesome what all year job. long. Spags did they, a great job against Tua. They've them to get here. But there's a big difference between Lamar and Tua. And, and you still, I mean, Tua was horrible in that game. Oh, yeah. So, it's, and he, he was horrible down the stretch. But it's the same thing we talk about every week. I think, what Josh Allen am I going to get? Uh, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they can win the Super Bowl. Sal's right. But if it's a Josh Allen from earlier in the season and the sloppy play and the silly turnovers, they're going home. Yeah, coming up in about five minutes, I'll break down even more why I like him to throw an INT in this game against the Chiefs. And I know that it's tough to ignore what they've done uh, here in the last five, six years, but I agree with you. I think I would have to say Buffalo has a better chance to go to Baltimore and win that game. Because who's ma- who, when it's going right, who's making more plays, Allen or Mahomes? It's been Josh Allen. Right, but also the wide receivers have let him down the whole season. Yeah. And there's no deep threat. Allen, but Allen has all that. Mahomes doesn't. So I have more on Josh Allen to throw an INT and some really good numbers here on why Cade Otten could be a player for the Buccaneers coming up on Sunday. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs even better this weekend. New customers can bet $5 on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code VEGAS. 
the crown is yours. Wow, this show is flying by. In 15 minutes, Adam Chernoff is going to join the program. We'll have him for about 25 minutes on today's program. He does have an opinion. He likes all four games, and we'll have him rank quarterbacks and coaches remaining in the playoffs. Here's a little bit more on uh, why I bet Josh Allen to throw an INT. I it, like it. Dollar nine is the price. Yep. Uh, it's still available. It's all over the map, by the way. It was a dollar five at some spots outside of Las Vegas, as high as a dollar thirty. So, on the season again, fourteen and four to the over. Yep. He's played eighteen games. He's thrown an INT at least one of them in fourteen games. If you go back and look at this year and previous years, how many? This is per Pro Football Focus. How many turnover-worthy plays did he have? It was twenty-one. Now. Their definition of a turnover-worthy play is a bad pass that could have been intercepted or potentially a fumble. Most of these are going to be bad passes for Josh Allen. Quarterbacks with more turnover-worthy plays this year. This is the company that he's keeping. Howell, Ritter, Lawrence, Mayfield, Mac Jones, Dobbs, Minshew, Bryce Young, and Tua. Allen had 29 turnover-worthy plays last year, titled Geno Smith for the most in the entire league. He had 26 the year before, tied for third most, and he had 23 turnover-worthy plays the year before that. Tied for the second most with Drew Locke. Only Carson Wentz had more. So again, yes, there's a lot of good with Josh Allen. And I saw it again after the win this past weekend on Monday. People are like, I don't care about the bad. I love the good. Well, that, you, can't, you can't have it like that. I mean, I'm sorry. The bad does show up once in a while, including a lot of these turnover-worthy plays. Now, the Chiefs only have eight interceptions on the year. But I think they'll have opportunities in this game. He'll make some errant throws. And I'm betting on the Chiefs coming down with one of those to pick it off. And I'm with you on that. And I can't believe the prices and the movement on these props. C.J. Stroud is up to 165 to throw an interception. The, well, the no is 13-3 and three this year. You're up almost 10 units. Well, Sal Pal had that. Only quarterback in the NFL since Week 12. No INTs, no fumbles. I don't get it. Lamar Jackson, plus 115 to throw a pick. Purdy, minus 105. Jordan Love is minus 175. Yes, to throw an interception. One going back the last nine games. Baker, minus 165. Goff, minus 145. Mahomes is up to 125. And Allen's $1.10. Those are all yes to throw an interception. Okay. What quarterback will cost his team a win or the game? It'd be the reason they lose. You have to pick one or multiple. You never know. I mean, if the Niners lose, I think it's going to be because of a bad game out of Brock Purdy. Okay. How confident are you with Goff? I mean... Now they've been, he's been great all year. Yeah. Other than the Baltimore game and that hiccup against the Bears. Top five in yards per play. Top five in scoring. Second in passing yards. Great offense. It could be either one of those guys. Could be Baker, too. Because yeah. I think, again, on paper, it's going to be a struggle for both teams I should say, for either team to run the football in this matchup. Hence, both quarterbacks throwing the football should have a lot of success in theory. However, if one of them lets him down, remember that game for uh, Baker Mayfield? This is a couple years ago on Christmas against the Packers. Should have had six INTs in that game. And they were running for eight, nine yards a clip. Never made any sense what Stefanski was doing. Um, Not the same guy today that he was back then, obviously, and he was hurt, but... um, Certainly, if they're going to be throwing the ball a lot in that game, yeah, if a guy's going to be off a little bit and throws a couple INTs, then there you go. One of them could cost him the game. Mm-hmm. Now, The other thing, too, about the Green Bay angle, if they, if they score right away and take the lead, what it means for their chances, and, and we just ran down how bad Shanahan's been, 
down in the fourth quarter. I mean, you score first, you're 6-0. and Not the be-all, end-all. But that's been big in these playoffs as well. Also, home teams are 5-1 and one straight up. That's another one. But uh, you, you, there's a little bit of everything for you here with these four games. You got the long shots, as I said earlier. Houston's the first team since 1981 to make it to this round with 200, 200 to 1 odds or higher. You have the Tampa Bay angle with the long shots. You got the oh, seven of the eight quarterbacks left. They're all first-round picks yeah. with the exception of Purdy. Yeah, you got the two MVP heavyweights. You got the you know Baltimore, San Francisco versus the field. The feel-good story with Detroit. Can the Bills finally do it? Can we get a Bills-Lions Super Bowl? The Kansas City fatigue, but can they make it to the AFC title game six years in a row? There's something for everybody here with these four games. And I'll tell you, again, be on the lookout and have as many outs as possible and watch the player props live during some of these games. For example, Paulie, if either team in the Tampa Bay-Detroit game gets out to a... 14-point, 17-point, 20-point lead. That tells me the other team is going to be passing a ton. And if that happens early on, be on this as soon as possible, where you need to be looking for Goff or Mayfield attempts, completions, and maybe yards to go over. Now, on the flip side, let's say the Niners get out to a big lead against the uh, Packers. Well, I'd be looking at multiple things in the ground game for the 49ers. I'd be looking at attempts, for Christian McCaffrey, but also how about the backup running backs for San Francisco? Like if that really gets ugly, like a Mitchell, for example, or a Mason, their rushing attempts might be one angle to look at or in play anytime touchdown if it gets completely nasty and they're up by four touchdowns and McCaffrey's going to get a breather. That's one way to attack it. Um, I think in a perfect world for this prop, it would be the Lions getting up by a couple of touchdowns and the Buccaneers abandoning the run, having Mayfield throw the football to tie in Kate Otten, who mm-hmm. had several opportunities, and his final numbers in the game against the Eagles on Monday night were good, but he, the guy could have had two or three touchdowns. He just dropped the ball. Um, our buddy Paul Charchian, great notes on the Lions defending tight ends. They've allowed at least, and Kate Otten's prop is 28.5 receiving yards. They've allowed at least 28 yards to an opposing tight end in five of their last six games, including the following names. Davis Allen, Johnny Munt, Josh Oliver, and Foster Moreau. In two of the past four games, two tight ends from the same team playing against Detroit topped that number against the Lions. And other tight ends for Tampa Bay this year combined for six catches the entire season. So, 28 and a half, that was the number. I bet it again last night. So, shop around, that st- should still be out there. In fact, if it's not, I mean, 29 and a half, 30 and a half should still be good. But the Lions have been susceptible to that position. And I just rattled off those names. Kate Otten, despite having those drops last week, is a pretty decent tight end. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that you have the letdown Sunday from Detroit. Then uh, the pressure's off. We want a playoff game. We can be loose. They'll be loose next week because no one will pick them to beat the Niners. Right. That's when they'll be loose and they can get away from the noise and all the excitement. And many players have said they're stopping me when I'm driving my car and Play, thanking me. Where and, back-to-back and home that. games could be an issue That's for right. them. Yes. And, and then I have Johnson with four interviews and Glenn with multiple interviews. I also can't get past what the quarterbacks have done and the star wide receivers. It's just Stafford, 367. Puka, 180. Mullins, 396 and 4. Nick Mullins, 396 and 411. 
Jefferson, 192 and 141. Dak, 345 and Lamb, 227. Oh, yeah, and it goes I mean, back it, pretty much the entire year. Yep. Justin Herbert went crazy against this yep, team. Yep. That turned into a t- total shootout. It was 41-38, but Keenan Allen had 11 catches for a buck 75 and two scores. I mean, it's pretty much every single game going back from Week 10 until last week at the playoffs where the leading receiver for the opposing team against Detroit went crazy and had a great right. game. Now, Sal made an interesting point about the price goes up now, though, if they keep winning. And you're, you're, you're Ben Johnson. Aaron, yeah, but that's it. Look what Aaron Glenn's defense are doing. not doing. They're, they're getting shredded every game. Yeah. But No, I know. But does the price go up? Yeah. But the jobs could be filled. So, yes, if Detroit keeps winning, these owners might not be patient. And next thing you know, what? There's no jobs open. And I then mean, you, don't, you don't have anything. And these musical chairs, and you, you're standing up. It also tells me that a team like Carolina might be as patient as possible. And Ben Johnson, if he wants a job, might have to settle and take a job. Would he do that? That's a bad move. I would not take that job because, no. I mean, if he's talking to some of these other teams that are open and Let they're Callahan good. Let Callahan take it. Sure. You need to no. wait and go back and be the OC for the Lions one more year because other, other things will open up that are better than the Panthers. Uh, same thing against the Buccaneers, by the way. Leading receivers go. Drake London had 10 for a buck 72. <laughs> Devontae Smith, with no A.J. Brown last week, you knew Devontae was going to be the center of attention. Eight for one. Now, that was a blowout, but eight for 148. Yeah. Ridley had six for 90 and two touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, the first time they played him, no surprise here, he had 12 catches for like 124 and he scored. Yeah, and if you really want to get nuts at DraftKings, that's 16 to 1. Will St. Brown have at least 75 yards in each half? In each half, huh? And then the Rice thing is uh, plus 650. Will he duplicate what he did last week? 130 and a touchdown. How about we get Buccaneers at San Francisco and Texans at KC? I'll take it. Well, you're, yeah, based I on your bets it. that you have, yeah. I'd love that. Adam Chernoff on the program coming up next. We'll begin with the two big favorites tomorrow. Are they too big, in Adam's opinion, or should the numbers be even higher? It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.